Welcome to episode 21 of Third Heaven Authority Podcast. I'm Mike Thompson. You know, in life, there are so many things that attempt to control us. Even in the natural realm, circumstances, government, situations, try to control our lives. In the spiritual realm, there are many controlling agents that have come against us, and they want to control what we believe, how we think, how we act, what we do for God as being believers. They try to control us to the nth degree. Those controlling spirits in the spiritual realm actually are demonic and is part of the spiritual warfare that we're engaged in. Now, again, I want to mention to you that this is not anything to be afraid of because I'm going to give you some very important things to actually break that control off of your life. But if you're a believer, you're automatically a target of demonic influence and attacks. It's going to happen no matter what. You know, a lot of people are afraid to study about the origin and operation of demons. Uh, They can't hurt you. You know, I've had many, many encounters with the Lord where I've been taken into the Spirit, and I've confronted demonic entities. Never once was I ever afraid. Never once did any demonic spirit overtake me, beat me up, uh, cause any kind of problems. Now, I realize that they have effect in the natural realm. That's why I'm addressing this. They're real. They are there. We have to deal with them. But if you're already a believer, then they hate your guts. They, They don't want you to preach Jesus to others or to have any kind of manifestation of God's promises in your life. They don't want you to have joy and peace and love and and walk in what God has for you. They're already there. But there's a certain segment of them that are very controlling. And some of those operate even in the church. So today I'm kind of going across the board, whether the spiritual attack is occultic in nature or whether it is the influence of controlling demons operating through other people to come against you and through their anger, their speaking things about you. And sometimes even believers get caught up in using their spiritual authority in a very negative way. Uh, It's the power of the mouth. It's the power of the belief system to speak things that are damaging about other people. And so that allows demonic spirits then to begin to kind of come against them. I want to be very careful in saying this. Just because there's an attack, it doesn't mean that the devil is bigger than God. It doesn't mean that that attacking spirit, controlling spirit, has more power than you do. It doesn't mean that it could just come, make you sick, steal all your finances, destroy your relationships, but it does mean that in this world we shall have tribulation, but we can be of good cheer because Jesus has overcome the world. It does mean that there is a good fight of faith. It does mean 
that we have to take our authority and we have to take the kingdom of God by force. We have to confront these spirits in the spiritual realm and then if necessary, even in the natural realm, coming through other people. So let's talk about this for a minute. How then do you know whether you are a target for witchcraft? That sorcery is being used against you in some form. Well, I would say, first of all, I want you to know that if there's a noticed increase of difficulty in your life, then perhaps it's there. If the things that you are dealing with and praying about don't seem to respond to normal prayer in the way that you're used to it, and there's a change going on, then maybe witchcraft can be involved. It's important for us to look for patterns that are going on in the spiritual realm. Once we identify those patterns, then through discernment, we can perhaps understand. Now, there are three entry points that demons use to come against us or to have entrance into our lives. Uh, Now, these three are in addition to the multi-generational family issues that people can have. Of course, there are multi-generational demons that are passed on through families. And so that is an entry point. But I'm specifically talking about as you're a believer and you're living your Christian life, where does the enemy try to come in? Okay, these three entry points. Number one is that controlling demons. Now, again, I have to explain. When I say controlling demons, they can even come through loved ones, influence of loved ones, of believers. It also can come from the occult. All of it is a form of manipulation and control of sorcery. But number one, they exploit the hooks in your flesh. What kind of hooks are there? What are the things that you struggle with? Could it be that you have an anger problem? Maybe you had an addiction problem in previous years. Maybe you have gotten rid of that, but the temptation is still there. Other situations where there's some kind of a draw on our flesh, areas that we have really had to work to overcome as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. They look to exploit those hooks. They try to stir them up. They increase the temptation. They create situations whereby you try to fall, or they try to get you to fall prey to those hooks again. And when you do, they seek additional control over your life because of that. Number two, they look for areas of strife in your life. So the first one was exploitation of hooks in your flesh. The second one is they look for strife in relationships. Because when you get into strife, then the enemy uses that for entrance into your life and into the relationship. Again, as a form of witchcraft or sorcery, to control. 
And then, of course, they're always going to bring destruction through that control. They cause us to do things that we don't want to do because we are weak and susceptible at that moment. Now, the third major area that they gain entry into our lives is through some kind of a shock. It could be a, an automobile accident, a divorce, some kind of sickness, losing a job, many areas where we have a shock, a shock to our system, we're off balance, and then they attempt to come in through that way. That's why I pray for people all of the time about these three areas. When I notice that they're struggling, you know, people that I know personally or seek prayer from me, and I see that they're really struggling in areas where uh, of the flesh or of strife, or they've had a, an immediate shock, I'll go into prayer for those entry doors to be closed. And I'll even pray for angels to set themselves in those places and guard those people so that demonic spirits and witchcraft won't come in to their lives. Now let's talk about a few things that may be indicators about the presence of some kind of witchcraft and control coming against you. The very first thing is discerning of spirits. We have to really be spirit-led. And discerning of spirits is the Holy Spirit's ability to show us and reveal to us the existence and the operation of some kind of a spirit that's operating there. Now remember, discerning of spirits is that you can also discern angels as well as demons. But we have to be open to the gifts of the Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to show us without cutting that off. You know, I, I always sought the power gifts when I first, you know, got into spiritual things. I just loved the power gifts. And I watched so many times where people who were filled with so much faith and so much power had the enemy sneak in and they were deceived. And there was a lot of witchcraft brought against their lives because they hadn't developed the ability to discern. So opening our hearts to the Holy Spirit is an imperative, okay? But let's look at number two. When there is an increase in buffeting. Now, buffeting is when things are going wrong in your life, and I know that all of us have to face those things every day. You know, you might get up and your car battery be dead, and you have to find a neighbor to jumpstart your car so you can go to work. Okay, that happens. But what if that happened on the same day that your washing machine broke down, that your best friend turned his back on you, or that other situations like that arise? And what if the next day it continued with other buffetings as the Spirit came against us? You know, the Apostle Paul talked about buffeting spirits in 2 Corinthians 12. So it's there in Scripture. It's when these, the devil is hitting you He's come against you in these ways that's manifesting that it's blow after blow after blow, and it gets you off balance. That, that could be a sign. Now, there is buffeting that happens in a normal sense, but it could be a sign if it's noticeably increased that it is not responding to normal prayer and authority, and you see a pattern developing that is against you, Okay. Number three, spiritual uneasiness. That's part of discerning, but 
you have this feeling that something is wrong. You don't know what it is necessarily. You go to the Lord and you ask him, but something is wrong. There's a check in your spirit. It doesn't make sense. Now, number four, depression and oppression. If you find yourself in a situation where you're feeling oppressed, there's a heaviness on you that you didn't have before, difficulty in thinking, and, uh, and, and maybe you're more prone to depression coming in against you. And you don't actually understand why, because there hasn't been a normal or situation. I mean, you know, we can be depressed because of things uh, that happen, like the death of a, a loved one. We have to go through the grieving process. But I'm talking about something greater. So there's an increase of that pressure, that darkness, that hopelessness, that depression. We're feeling it coming against us spiritually as well as in the natural realm. Number five, unexplained and floating anxiety. It's anxiety that's just there. You notice it. It's been haunting you for a few days or for a week. You can't put your finger on it, but it's there and it's troubling you. It's pestering you. Number six, cloudy thinking. Witchcraft number seven, I'll add in, brings a sleepiness and a fatigue. Are you feeling more sleepy and fatigued? I realize if you're exhausted or if you've been fighting off an illness and God's healing you and you're doing much better, that again is on the normal sense of spiritual warfare. But what about this cloudiness and this fog that sets in? This is above normal. comes upon you. You're having difficulty in making decisions and thinking things through. You're making mistakes that you would have never made before. And you're feeling this sleepiness, this drowsiness coming upon you. That can be an indicator of witchcraft. Number eight. Do you have gifts in your possession from people who are troubling, pestering, and controlling in your life? Now, a lot of times, CK and Brian and I, we'll just go through the house. This happens to all of us. And we'll look at things and we'll see, there's a gift that Tom and Mary gave to us. And when I look at that, when I pick it up, when I hold it, it feels good. It's like, oh man, I can feel their love. That, that thing's good. That, that's great. It encourages me. But there's something over there in the corner that I set there. It was given to me by somebody else, Frank. And you know, Frank has been one of the biggest pesters and controllers of my life. And it's, it's like that thing carries that, you know? In witchcraft, they call it talisman. You know, in, in Christian arena, what happens is like the Apostle Paul, you know, when they would come to him while he was working and making tents and he would tear off 
uh, pieces of cloth from his clothing or in his apron and hand it to them because he didn't have time to go and pray for someone. They would take that prayer cloth. It, the Bible calls it special miracles and go and, and hand it to the person and the anointing that was on it would bring about healing. Well, there are negative witchcraft anointings that sometimes come by these things. And that's why it's important for us then, spirit lad, I am not talking about superstition, okay? I don't want anybody out there to be superstitious. That's a trick of the enemy. It's a work of the flesh. I'm saying when you are really inspired by the Spirit of God through discernment, that there's an attachment there that doesn't need to be. That thing needs to go in the trash. Nine, are you feeling targeted and vulnerable? abnormal. It's something that's rolled in recently. And you just, you're looking over your shoulder. You're waiting for the other shoe to fall. You feel vulnerable for some reason. And you're kind of just closed up and, and guarded and looking around. That can also be an indicator of witchcraft. Number 10, aborted startups. Have the things that you've attempted to do for God lately been aborted? You started okay, and then it just died. It came apart. It didn't work. And you're frustrated, and you're wondering why these things aren't working, because it's repeated. It's an increase. It's not responding in a normal way to prayer and the authority that you had. And you notice these patterns going. Number 11, nightmares. Are you having nightmares, an increase in nightmares? God gives his beloved sleep. And all of us from time to time in a natural way because the way that our brain is created and the way that uh, the activity of the brain, that we'll have things that enter in as it's processing where, uh, you know, it, we don't like it. It's troubling to us because of troubling situations. But I'm talking about above that. There's a torment. There's a fear. There's a terror, perhaps, that's associated with those nightmares. And it makes you feel, when you wake up, like everything is wrong. And that for some reason, that you're unprotected, or that God doesn't love you, or condemned, or any of those kind of things. Number 12, do you have unexplained illnesses that have come against your body? aches, pains, illnesses, discomforts, other things that just don't make any sense. You see, I'm very careful in every one of these to say that it's above and beyond what has happened in the past. It doesn't make any sense. There's an increase, and they're not responding normally to prayer. All of these are indicators that some form of witchcraft may be coming against you. That witchcraft, again, can be coming from the occult side. I have had witches' covens. I have had sorcerers. I have had people who purposely have been praying against me. And I had to, to look at all these things like you're doing, follow the Holy Spirit, and cut them off. But I have also had people who were close to me that I loved that were listening to the wrong spirits. And because of jealousy or anger or because 
uh, they were narcissistic or they didn't like that they couldn't control me, they would begin to get angry and they would put pressure on me, attempt me to bring me back into line. They would start speaking things in their prayers that they shouldn't be speaking. They would be gossiping about me. And there's a spiritual influence and release that comes there that allows the demons to come and begin to bring a form of witchcraft and control against my life. Now, I don't receive it. I stand against it. But I recognize that that's where it's coming from. So what do we do about it? How do we stop? How do we confront this kind of witchcraft? The very first thing that we have to do is remember who we are and whose we are. Remember who you are. Righteousness of God in Christ. You're a child of the living God. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. You have been given authority over all of the power of the devil. You are here with the delegated authority of the Lord Jesus Christ in order to cast out demons. Remember I said in Luke 10, 19, Jesus told his disciples he had given them authority over all the power of the enemy, authority to tread on serpents and scorpions, though figuratively talking about demonic spirits, and over all the power of the enemy. Well, in Mark 16, verse 15, no, actually 17, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they shall cast out demons. Then it talks about speaking in tongues, healing the sick, all of that. Cast out demons. We have to cast them out. We have to pray against them. We have to bind them up and then loose the angels. But the very first thing is remember who you are. You look like Jesus in the spiritual realm because he was the firstborn among many brethren. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. The Bible tells us that even the least of believers, everybody who's born again, it's all level at the foot of the cross, has authority over the most powerful demons. So remember that. And also whose you are. In other words, If the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you, that's God. How dare the enemy come against God? He'll empower you. He'll lead you. So you stand in authority, third heaven authority, the power of Christ within you. Number two is you have to do something about it. You have to confront the spirit. Confront it in the spirit And then if necessarily, you might have to confront it in the natural. Now, you don't always know. I mentioned that earlier. People that may be praying against you, speaking against you, the witchcraft where it's coming from, you just feel it in the spirit. That list of dynamics and possibilities and indicators that I gave to you earlier, you, you see that happening. And so you just rise up and you pray against it and break it off of your life. But sometimes you know who it's coming through. Just like the apostles confronting those 
sorcerers, Simon, Elimus, and the damsel with the spirit of divination there in the book of Acts. You have to confront it. You have to say something. Sometimes it's very bold. Sometimes it's gentle. It can be an open rebuke. It could be just telling them to stop doing that. But there has to be a, some kind of confrontation to break it off of your life. And you pray in the name of Jesus because that's where the authority is. The third thing is I would suggest that you go into praise and worship. Praise and worship is what breaks the power of the enemy. Man, it lifts our hearts. It begins to just tear off all of, you know, it's like these barnacles and these blankets and oppressions and things that try to just come over us and heaviness. And we got to scrape all that stuff off of us. And so praise and worship is the greatest thing in the world to do it. Now, we operate by the word and the spirit. So use the word in all of these things that I'm telling you to do right now. Use the word of God. Speak the word of God to uh, the witchcraft. And just bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. Speak the word of God in praise and worship. Another thing that you have to do is, number four, is get rid of Satan's glue. Let me explain to you how that works. The Bible says that a curse without cause cannot light. So in other words, the witchcraft that's coming against you doesn't have the power by itself to overcome you. It's just there looking for a way to influence or to get in. You feel it. You notice these things going on. Now, because it can't just automatically stick to you, Satan has devised glues that he uses that if you will accept this glue, then you will receive those curses sticking to you. What are the glues? Condemnation and fear. Condemnation. He attacks you. Unworthiness. That somehow you did something wrong. You're not good enough. The Lord isn't going to use you. Or, you know, look at your past. All those kind of things. The thoughts that may go through your mind. He uses condemnation, self-judgment to wear you down. And it becomes a glue. Another one is fear. Fear and terror. Being afraid of everything. Being afraid that he's going to overcome you, that he's going to destroy your life, that he has greater power than Jesus. Those two things, condemnation and fear, are actual glues that will allow it to stick. So you got to get rid of those. You have to stand up and say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I was bought with the price of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, and that I am a new creation, and that I am worthy, and I am holy in him. And that I have the authority over you. You cannot bring these things against me. It is illegitimate. You are a criminal spirit. And I disallow them now. Every word that's spoken against me, I disallow. And I condemn as a heritage of a servant of the Lord. Every incantation. I want to say something to you right now. This is on my phone. And I pray this prayer, I'll give you just part of it. Every day. Now, this means a lot to me because every phrase that's in this 
declaration, this prophecy that I speak twice a day, morning and night, means something to me because of not only the word, but because of encounters and visions that I've had, revelations and things that God has spoken to me. This is what I do every day. In the name of Jesus, I rise up in the spirit and I take authority over witchcraft, sorcery, curses, spells, and every word spoken against us. They are sent back where they came from. I dislodge sabotage and every assignment set against us by demonic spirits. Their strategies and communication structures are dismantled now, thereby causing confusion in their ranks. And no demonic weapon formed against us will prosper. And then I go on through this, another part of this, and I talk about the creative things of God, the promises that he's given to me, the power that we walk in, and how the angels are being released to bring all of these things to pass. You have to confront it. Remember, it's by spiritual authority. It's not by natural circumstances. Okay? We're not talking about exorcism. We're talking about casting out. Exorcism is nothing more than a work of the flesh. You know, the seven sons of Sceva uh, were overcome by the demon they were trying to exorcise because they were going through rituals to attempt to dislodge the spirit. Rituals don't do it. It's the authority of Christ. Jesus just cast them out. The early church leaders, the apostles, and the other church figures cast them out. Just cast them out. Don't deal with it. Use your authority. I hope this has really helped you today because I've just been pouring this out from my heart these last two episodes because I just felt the anointing on it. I want to pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for each and every person under the sound of my voice. Lord, that the spirit, the anointing of God would rise up on the inside of them. And that they would hear what the Spirit of God is saying and they would discern whatever forms of witchcraft, sorcery, spiritual control, and manipulation that has been exerted against them. And that they would rise up and they would pray against it and stop it here and now. I pray for supernatural protection for them. I pray for the blessings of God to come upon them and everything you've assigned to their lives to come to fruition. I bless them in your holy name. Amen. I encourage you to not miss a single episode of this podcast as we learn and we grow together concerning Third Heaven Authority. Subscribe to it on your favorite podcast network. And remember, greater is he who lives in you than he who lives in the world.